New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello and welcome back to Toolbox Talks. This is the third episode of the four-part series that I am conducting with my co-host, Ben Stainer. Uh, Ben, thanks for joining us back. No worries, Matt. Thank you. So in the first episode, Ben, we were talking about how to not overcapitalize and run a lean business. In this, uh, sorry, in the last episode, we, uh, we spoke about how to build a $12 million business. And in this episode, we're talking about how to handle negative media. Now, I know you've... Um, you're going to have a lot to contribute on this front. I, I mean, you, you, you told I mean, you telling me years ago you got smashed around the park a little bit by various media incidences. So, mate, I'm, I'm really interested. I mean, media is one of those things, isn't it, where you kind of, like, it can be good and bad and you kind of need it. And then at, at times, I suppose, you kind of <laughs> wish it never existed. Like, let's talk firstly, I suppose, about positive media. So, you know, were there scenarios throughout your business life where, you know, the media did work in your advantage? It's not really... Not really the media; it's the um, the newspapers, and um, you know that's that's the only thing that that's good come what's come out of um, yeah. Like from a marketing point of view, yeah. I never, I never, like I don't really like talking to them, but yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say anything that's good yeah. come out of it. Yeah, okay. When so, you go and quit something, or you fix something, then it's not really great news unless there's a cat down the drain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So look, there's. Um, Negative media, I suppose, can have a huge effect on businesses at all levels. I mean, we, we spoke briefly in the last episode, you know, the, the bigger the business, the bigger the problem. You know, we, what were some of the problems that you had with, with media with your company or companies? The, the problem is, and I was touching on it in the last, last time I spoke with you, is that the, you're, getting a, you're, I guess you, you're getting attacked at all different levels because if you've got your face everywhere and, and they see your trucks everywhere, and if other tradies aren't busy they'll see what you're doing and naturally be jealous and then if they're on the job and we might have been there before they'll say oh those guys yeah they charge too much and they do this and they do that you know right but the reality is we we provided a an excellent service we're one of the first people to have same day service on on our trucks because i can remember in all my advertising because people saying what you know you got massive balls to have that written there but we actually did deliver that and i was um pretty anal about making sure that the jobs were done right, taking your time. Yeah, you paid more money, but, you know, you didn't get problems. We had training in how to actually do the job. But at the end of the day, about the media side, um, the, the media every year, whether it's uh, current affair, they'll, they'll run their tradie program. I think it's about the middle of the, of the year yeah. uh, where they'll smash mechanics, whoever they can find the smash. Now, if you've got a, a nice big face yeah. and... You're, and, and you're big, you're an, you're an easy target. And we got hit twice. The first time we weren't prepared, they, they came in and, and 
even their um, reporters said, oh, we, we asked why are you doing this? And they said, oh, well, big company, you know, lady that's um, husband's in jail um, with a young baby, perfect story for us. <laughs> that, they, were, they were straight up with that. And they had other plumbing company go out there, dig up what we did, couldn't find any fault at all because we do everything properly. Um, and they actually even rang us and said they were sorry they were even involved with it. Really? It still went to still went to air. But the second time when they tried to – so what happens then is that you tracked yourself a whole of attention. So anybody who's got any complaint at all will jump on the bag, bandwagon right? Um, and think that, you know, you're, you're a bad person. But then the second time we're around, we're prepared. So when they came to us six months later and came back after we tidy up our systems and made things really super solid and tight, we gave them a fixed price. We started the job. There was nothing wrong with the job. They heard that we had bad media before. They, the same uh, media people came back in. But the way we stopped them was they, they said, oh, that's way too much money for a reline or this, this, and this. And so we went back to them and we benchmarked it against um, four other people of relines. And yeah. we were cheaper. Really? So, so our solicitor went back to them and said, okay, if you're going to put this on air, your facts are wrong. Yeah. So we'll, we'll take you. Yeah. Um, we could have taken them the first time, but, you know, you spend all that money and time and, you know, takes you away from what you need to do. The other side of it, what you've got to worry, what, what's probably the biggest concern is, the, is your staff. Once you get that negative media, everybody's concerned and their, their thinking changes. So they panic about what they're charging. What we found with a lot of the guys is they were undercharging and they were costing us money after that. So it affected us um, on that level. So, so, so what actually happened? Was it, was, did somebody make a complaint and they just went straight to the media? or like, what, what was the scenario? Long story in the short, they just got out of paying, that's all. Okay. They, so they, and they went, they went to the media and... Um, and did they come to you? Uh, they sort of spoke to us, but it was... I can't... To be honest, I can't remember the exact details. Yeah. But, like, it didn't even get into that process of um, trying to resolve it because all they were interested in is getting the three right. Husband yeah. was in jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't the type of people that were... Um, yeah. Um, they weren't good people. Very credible. So, okay, what, what happened to the business as a result of negative media exposure, you know, at that scale? Well, the actions that we took, like we had, you know, we went through solicitors and, and whatnot, and then we, we dropped it because it was going to cost us a lot of money and time to basically sue them. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I worked on was with guys is, is building um, the guys' self-esteem back up and building the team back together again, which was good. Everybody pulled together. Um, but our pricing, they, they got a bit edgy, you know. Did, did, the, did the business itself lose any, like, did you lose any business from it or did it sort of stay steady? Yeah, we lost business. Yeah. Like figures, you know, did the figures from- I can't, I can't remember. You can't remember, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big upset. It's yeah, not, okay. It's something that you don't really want to go through. But I think the biggest thing out of it is that you focus on your team and pulling them together and, and get confidence back into them. Yeah, that you have a good. It's a simple system of going back and bench. If they ever hit you up about something and you've done this, then you benchmark it against what someone else is doing. Yeah, okay. Four other people, and then you go back to them and say, "Well, if you air it, then we're going to take you because you got a, you got wrong information." Yeah, okay. So I suppose the um, you know, on on that, you know, okay. So when that first happened, you, you were saying you weren't prepared, and then you know after that happened, you went through that whole process of. Is that when you changed to that flat rate style pricing? Is that, is we that what? We did, yeah. We'll, okay. we'll, um, we were sort of playing with it anyway. 
But after that, we had to just, you know, and that was a, that was a lot of work to sort of get in place as well with all the other things on top. So, um, so flat rate pricing for the listeners out there is basically, um, or for those that aren't familiar, uh, do you want to just run through what that what that entails? Yeah, well, the, the difference is is going there on an hourly rate, clocking on and you know doing two hours and charging them for those two hours plus materials and whatever your markup is versus having um, a price book and as a set price for each particular job and it's factored in the materials and there's no breakdown and they can't and 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 they approve the job before you start but um the, i guess talking about the media even on the second time when we had a fixed price they still went went to go us yeah and and the thing that we had was that we benchmarked it and that's what stopped them the second time yeah okay yeah so i suppose i mean is it is it a situation where even if you've got you know somebody I, mean, I don't quite understand how they've got a, a, a leg to stand on if they've agreed to, you know, what you've proposed. They've, they've accepted it and gone ahead with it. How can they turn around after and say, you know, I feel feel like it's unjust? What's the logic behind that? Well, that's the same with the with the hourly rate. The first one we got smashed on was that our um, work agreements had the hourly rate. They had they'd sign off each day for the for the hours what what they did, and um, all the materials were all legit. They agreed to it. They had signatures down. So when you're dealing with the media, it's not about, you know, they can put any spin on it. They're just after the story. Right. You know, and they've got something to fill. Unless you've completely done something wrong where you've said you're going to do something, you didn't do it, you ripped them off, then that's a different story. But. So how, how can, to the listeners out there, how can they avoid getting themselves put in a scenario, you know, where they may be exposed to negative media of some sort? Well, as soon as you get the complaint deal with it, as first priority okay so it doesn't escalate you know don't don't let it oh we'll get back to you or that like my system when i when i was dealing with complaints when i was smaller was that i'd sort it out there and then it only took two minutes it was either go back and um repair something we had send someone back quicker than what they came and if it, if it ended up coming down that they wanted money back and couldn't go any other other way then you factor that into your pricing yeah okay back the money and say look you know, next time you know how much we charge, we won't do this again. Yeah, right. So it's it's really a case of would you say managing expectations? Um, I think the speed in it is the uh, is the biggest thing because the person's used to most tradies. With, sorry, I'm bagging out tradies, but um, <laughs> the guy the guys go out, they do the work, and then um, they don't answer the phone when there's a problem. Right. You know what I mean? So they're already they're already odd on edge that they think that you're going to do that. But if you answer the phone, whether it's a job or whether it's a complaint, and you get back to them, if not faster than what you originally came came back, there's there's no issue, you know. And then it doesn't escalate. They don't talk to their brother-in-law or their wife or their yeah their neighbour or whatever. And then you know people's anxiety goes up the longer you leave it. Yeah, I, I feel like a, like a lot of this though. Is, is something, I mean, I, I guess to a point, it's kind of the whole like mantra behind flat rate pricing in a way. Like it's, you, you, you're kind of trying to address any potential problems before they arise on the pricing front by presenting it to them and saying, this is, okay, definitely. Yeah. This is what it is. Yep. Sign here if you're happy with it, and then we'll be on our way. You've got to keep the job sold too. So you've got to build value. You can't just give them a, a $12,000 bill and write a, a replaced sewer. Yeah. It's got to, it's, it's got to have build value in it, and that's that's part of the training side of it as well. Is that the guys that are good at what they do and they follow the system don't have have someone ringing back and complaining. 
it's, it's just the guys that don't follow it we usually get the problem yeah that's a really interesting point you know because I, I know especially with you know for any of the listeners out there i know i know when i was you know doing doing pipe relining training pipe relining there's a lot of downtime there like once you've actually got the product in the ground and it's got a cure uh, there's a lot of time there where you you've got a choice you can either sit around in your truck and read a newspaper or you can get out there and you know go and change the tap washers for them or you know change a host app or do something that looks like you know that's adding value to them within that downtime is that was that all part of your training yeah i mean if someone spends forty thousand dollars with you yeah and you see a tap that's leaking and yeah you just change it and you just tell them by the way i know your tap was you got a new tap there i'll just whack it in for you yeah, I mean, like to you and I, that sounds like common sense, but I imagine, you know, it's it's probably not. I'd say that probably the majority of people wouldn't, wouldn't potentially wouldn't even think about doing something like that. I guess it all comes back to training. Yeah. You know, it's like even cleaning up the site, like there's always work to be done. Exactly. You know, like if someone's waiting around and you're waiting for a part, then maybe you should be sweeping the ground and cleaning yeah. up around the garden and making sure it actually looks better than when you arrive. I mean, I, I remember doing a, a relining job um, in Sydney years ago and there was you know we had the reline in the ground we're waiting for it to cure and I, I went and did all the weeding on their uh, on their driveway while we were waiting <laughs> i yeah. spent like three hours weeding their driveway just while i was waiting for the for the reline to set they loved yeah. it yeah you didn't get any didn't get any rejection when it came to paying the bill like they, they saw i wasn't sitting in the car reading the paper drinking coffee yeah yeah and that's um you know like for word of mouth that's that's yeah there's advertising and everything that that's yeah. just, um that's perfect. And that would be a good way, I would imagine, to potentially earn positive media. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> anyway, I think that pretty much sums up that episode on handling negative media. I suppose my takeaways from that would have been, um, you know, manage expectations and try and address problems before they arise. You know, if you do have a problem, if you do have a problem with, with negative media, then, you know, fall back and sort of try and regroup with your team and build that confidence back into the team and then, you know, always be always be trying to keep the job value, maintaining the job value throughout the project so that, you know, you're not going to get those objections or you're not going to, or people are going to see the value. Um, is there anything you'd, you'd like to add to that? Yeah, well, that, that's, that stops it. Yeah. But if you do get in the rare occasion that, that they're going to they're gonna go you, then get the information why often have a good solicitor and, and, and benchmark it against some, something. If you haven't done anything wrong, then you benchmark it against um, uh, your pricing or what you did against something else. Yeah. And if you've got enough of them there, then they can't, they can't go you. Yeah. And when you were benchmarking, I mean, were they, were they people that you – were they companies that you knew or how did you No, nah, we just rang. We, we rang around. Right, okay. Said how much per meter yeah. per relining. Uh, this is the situation, da-da-da. So they just thought we were um, – Quite, they want you wanted to quote that client, yeah, 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 right. All right, well, look, I think that wraps up this episode. So, thanks again for your uh, contributions on that front. We're going to come back for the fourth and final episode in this series, and we're going to be talking about how to take money off the table. So, um, this is something which I'm sure a lot of the listeners are going to need to hear. <laughs> so, stay tuned, listeners. That's a wrap. So if you haven't already, head across to the SiteShed.com and register for our Toolbox Talks where you'll be regularly sent great episodes just like this straight to your inbox so you'll never miss one. 
Uh, if you want to join the community, you can head across to the siteshed.com forward slash members, where for a small monthly fee, you'll get access to regularly updated training material, as well as access to our forum where you can mingle and collaborate with trade-based business owners just like you from all over the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head across to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it, and it helps us spread the word and reach the masses. Likewise, if you know anyone that might benefit from the content we create, then please go ahead and share this with them. You've been listening to Toolbox Talks by The Site Shed. For more great content just like this, head across to thesiteshed.com and join the amazing community of savvy trade-based business owners. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000 percent return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.